One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Something like a phenomenon, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Everton dump Boreham Wood out of the cup, and it's the Manchester Derby this weekend. It's Friday, 4th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushin Hunteraja. Welcome, everybody, to your fabulous Friday. I've got some good news and some bad news. The bad news is the gate that stands between you and the weekend is currently locked. The good news is that I'm holding the key. (laughs) (laughs) Fish, it's been a while since we've sat around the ramble table. How are you, darling? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've usually tried to scale into the weekend from the back. I've never tried to come through the front gate. (laughs) It's a new experience for me. We don't know he's going to let us in yet. No. Why have you become the gatekeeper for the weekend, by the way? Uh, Because it's just an idea that I had. And I'm running with it. <laughs> right, okay. It's confident, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Very confident indeed. The voice of Jim Campbell there. How are you? I'm all right. Excellent all right. stuff. Jim, your beloved Boreham Wood have gone out of the cup to Everton. 2-0 have. at Goodison Park. Crushed. Yes, they, of course, had a very impressive run. They did. You cannot deny that. You'd be I'd very be foolish. I'd be a fool to, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a shame, isn't it? Mm. I mean, they did so well to be there and to keep it at nil-nil for, for 57 minutes. 57 whole minutes. Yeah. But then Rondon's going to Rondon, isn't he? I mean... Sometimes he is, yes. Did you, did you forget he was there? It's like a little Rafa Benitez Easter egg, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a little bit like that, isn't it? <laughs> Just reminds you that he was manager once upon a time. Rafa Benitez Easter egg. <laughs> he loves Rondon. Yeah, I suppose he should have taken him with him. 
Uh, well, maybe he will. Well, I bought that. Yeah. <laughs> Rafa's not in a job now, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. Well, when he he's gets not. set up, he'll send for him, I'm sure. <laughs> send for him. <laughs> send for the Rondon. <laughs> yeah, but he got a couple, of course. Uh, manager of Borehamwood, Luke Garrard, has been there as a player or manager for 17 years now, full of uh, praise for his team, of course. At full time, he sprinted across to the away fans with a Borehamwood flag draped around him, which is quite nice. Yes. They made the most of the, oh, the opportunity, and so didn't they? they should. And, and absolutely right, yeah. Mm. It was. Um, it was pretty lovely that they're even there at all. Yeah, he he said, um, as I say, full of praise from of his, of his own team and also Frank Lampard, Everton manager. And he said the team that Lampard picked was tremendous. He has not disrespected us. No, so it, that was nice. Did he get it? his shirt in the end? Did we know he was talking before the game? Wasn't he about wanting to get Lampard's shirt? Yeah. Does Lampard still carry on maybe like old Chelsea shirts? I was going to say, does yeah. he just work one of one of his Burton shirts? <laughs> yeah, I, I assume so. But Burns. you know. Lampard's not shopping at Burton's, is he? No, he's probably... Where is he? Charles Tuet. How do you pronounce that? Yeah, Charles Tirrett. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's a bit more like it, yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, if you were manager of a Premier League side, Vish, would you disrespect a, a much smaller side by when you're a team selection? I think I would, yeah. Mm. You only have so many opportunities to do that. Mm. And you enjoy playing the heel, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't if see you're, enough. If you're guaranteed victory, mm. you'd still need to put, like, 11 humans on the pitch. You might get away with a little hamster. <laughs> Left back, can you? Like, you were really far away from the goal. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. It was always rumours, wasn't there, that uh, on the last <laughs> hamster day... Hamster wasn't going to play, was he? No, 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 not the hamster. <laughs> that, that, that on, like, the last day of the season, if a team has won the title and they, that, you know, they won it a, a few weeks ago, that they were going to put a goalkeeper up front. It was always, is yeah. Schmeichel going to play up front for Man United and all that kind of stuff? And it never happened. When Kevin Keegan did it with the European spot on the line. <laughs> was that, that was Keegan. No, it was no, Stuart Pearce. Was, Pierce, was it Stuart Pearce? Yeah. Easily, yeah. Keegan, easily. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, they'd made up a shirt for David James, didn't they? So it was clearly like a pre-planned thing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but that wasn't because they, that they needed... <laughs> Sorry, I remember really bad that I attributed that to Keegan. <laughs> it seemed reasonable, <laughs> does, doesn't it? Yeah. So far down Because it didn't work, and has suffered on this show. It didn't work. He never started with David James up front. <laughs> they needed something. Oh, I've written the team sheet upside down. No, no, no. You need, you need, be, I think you're being disrespectful to, I, I am, to, yeah. to Stuart Pearce and his logic because they needed to get something out of the game. So they put a goalkeeper up front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did get a penalty in the last minute and they missed that. Uh, so. Why are we talking about this? I Sorry. don't know, but, but it's just disrespectful to Everton, of course, who were yeah. through to uh, the quarterfinals. I mean, it was they were never going to lose this gym. It was quite a professional job, wasn't it? Easy yeah, peasy. Essentially. That's, That's what you say, isn't it? When you beat a team that's lower down and 2 0 is usually the score, it's a professional job. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I suppose the other option is you can go all out and you'd be like Michael Owen volleying past that 13 year old <laughs> goalkeeper. But <laughs> to be fair, I mean. It, it, that didn't seem to be an option, did it? It's, no, they, you know, Borenwood gave a really, really good account of themselves, and it's, it's always fascinating to see to see that stack up, isn't it? Yes, it is. The Borenwood chairman said he's going to treat the players to a little trip to Dubai this month. What for losing? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah where would they why gone? Wear, if, that's why you where you are, Borenwood. Yeah, if you'd have won, you'd have won California yeah. or something. I'm going to get in the FA Cup quarterfinals. That sort of attitude, <laughs> rewarding failure. <laughs> It's cool runnings all over again, isn't it? Uh, they'll have a film made out of them crying out loud. Did you watch Cool Runnings and think, why they boo them? Yeah. yeah. They didn't have the decency to finish the race properly. Yeah, Made someone... a mockery of the Winter Olympics. Yeah, someone said I was missing the point. I said, I think they were missing the point. Uh, dearie me. Why's yeah. it an egg? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, did you see that Kane's... Cool Runnings, incidentally, is one of the movies that Michael Owen has, has watched and hated. How can you hate that I think it might be the only one he finished. 
I mean, how can you hate that film? <laughs> Just anyway. How can you sit there trying to think about football instead, which is what he did when he was made to watch movies? Again, back to Michael Owen being a weirdo, but, yeah. you know, you're never far away. I want to talk about Kane Smith, who's a lifelong Everton fan um, and and, uh, and celebrated at Bournemouth in a Tony Hibbert shirt. He arrived at Goodison earlier yesterday to pick up tickets for Everton versus Spurs on Monday. Love it. Mm. That is brilliant, yeah. yeah. Do you think, though, you know... You mentioned Lampard there and, um, and Garrett asking him for a shirt. Do you reckon he could have, you know, at the end of the game, instead of swapping shirts, been like, have you got any spares for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Just going around each player. Indeed, yeah. Well, Everton, they've been uh, rewarded with a trip uh, at, uh, to Crystal Palace in, in the quarterfinals. Tasty one. Uh, I, I sort of fancy Palace. I think this could be their year, despite the fact that they're probably about the fourth or fifth favourites for it now. Um, Middlesbrough host Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we, well, we said, didn't we, that with, with Middlesbrough, would they get you know a fellow Championship side and so on? But there we are; it's another giant killing yeah. on the cards. Annoyingly, you... though, the, the giants are sort of kept apart, aren't they? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Well, Southampton are facing Man City, and Southampton, are, you know, doing okay, but obviously City will be favourites for that. And then Liverpool play Nottingham Forest or Huddersfield. So Forest themselves, they they need to overcome Huddersfield if they want another chance at uh, the old giant killing again. But Huddersfield will fancy that. That game's on Monday, of course, Forest versus Huddersfield. I mean, can you see past the sort of Man City, Liverpool or Chelsea, really, Jim? I would love to say I could, but yeah, I, could, I, I just can't. I think, I, just, I think you've summed up everyone's yeah, feelings there. I think I'd, I'd, of, of those teams, if I had to pick one to win it, obviously I'd probably pick, you know, Palace, Forest or, or uh-huh. Middlesbrough, obviously, if I could choose who or won. Huddersfield. If I could choose who won the FA Cup, obviously I'd have some sort of powers going on and I probably wouldn't busy myself with that mm. but still um, I think I think Liverpool is the team I'd like to see it win it most it's just a bit boring if Chelsea or City win it isn't it mm. would you agree with that Vish yeah I was kind of a Man United fan who would you rather Man City <laughs> or Liverpool <laughs> I was hoping that um, you know three of those or two of those three would end up facing each other in this draw yeah exactly take one of them out and I suppose with Everton against Palace you do have a um yeah, you you do have a situation where like one of them you know going to be in the semi final, so that's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, all right. Well, we shall see, everybody. They, they, I mean, look, I've heard that there's still magic in the FA Cup. Maybe we will see that magic. We could have a situation where Everton get relegated and lose the FA Cup finals to Liverpool. Middlesbrough still possible. Middlesbrough esque mm-hmm. that would be. Um, so anyway, gentlemen, we turn our attention now to the Premier League and kicking off at twelve thirty on Saturday, Leicester versus Leeds. And uh, we've seen the new man, uh, his first presser, of course, Jesse Marsh. Um, and he, uh, you know, first press conference as, as, as Leeds manager. And um, much like and Natalie Imbruglia, he said he was torn. He said he was torn over succeeding Marcelo Bielsa um, uh, as manager. He said, I didn't want Marcelo to go out like this. I wanted to make that argument to the Leeds director of football, Victor Orta, when he called me. But I could see that the group was suffering. I'm never It's an sure. odd attitude, isn't it? Well, it yeah. is an odd attitude because reportedly he he has been in contact with um, the powers that be at Leeds for a couple of years now, Jesse March. So I think they've always quite fancied him. Um, in a footballing manager sense, and Bielsa's contract was up this summer, and the, the the suggestions are he was going to take over anyway. So he, he, I mean, he gave quite a charismatic press conference, Fish. I think it's fair to say, and uh, tried to um, you know laugh off and uh, sort of rubbish, you know, a lot of the the typical Americanisms that that, that people, some people in this country, have of, of American managers and so on. Were you impressed with Mr. Marsh? I was. I felt like a lot of the American stuff um, was. I mean, it is ridiculous, and mm. I fact that I think the fact that he had to address it and do it charismatically mm-hmm. is is a bit pathetic on on how on the people he was 
trying to yes. convert, I suppose. I was going to say pander to, but he wasn't quite pandering to them. He but was I think almost, he handled himself was, well. No, he did, but it was the fact that he had to tick those boxes that seemed a bit ridiculous, yeah. mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, uh, yeah, I, I was, you know, among everything else, you know, the stuff he was talking about tactically, for, exa- for example, about changing how leads are in transition. Yep. And man making, marking. Ma- yeah, mm-hmm. going a bit away from man marking, but maybe not lo- losing that cut and thrust that they have, which has been a hallmark of them in the Premier League and that... You know, promotion season in the championship where obviously their running stats this season are still the highest. It just seems to be that something something's yeah. lacking, which I suppose is broadly the decision making. But um yeah, he seems like quite an impressive guy. Obviously things didn't work out at RB Leipzig, so I'm a little bit wary. But Well he said the vibes weren't right at RB Leipzig. <laughs> the vibes. That's what he said. Yeah. Right, okay. Is he on TikTok as well? It could be. I mean yeah. he was obviously very good at uh, uh at New York um uh, when he was managing in New York and then obviously uh, RB Salzburg as well, you know. Yeah. He did well there. But Jim, what do you think? You know, he said he didn't want to Marcelo to go out like this. And, and you said that, that that quote was quite interesting. And then he comes in and said, but the side was suffering. And well, tactically, we are going to need to change some things. Yeah. Well, I think Marcelo Bielsa is so popular <clears throat> um, at Leeds that it makes sense to, you know, to just praise him essentially, doesn't it, as you come in? Because mm. it's a very difficult situation. It's a very unusual situation that a, a team are in trouble having just lost a beloved manager. Mm. You know, it, we were saying the other day, it's, it's 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 a bit strange. So it makes sense from his point of view in terms of trying to sort of ingratiate himself to the fans. And that's not to say it's not genuine. I'm sure it's mm. absolutely genuine, but it does make sense. But it, it is a huge change, isn't it? Just even going from zonal to man marking at this point in the season when the, the stakes oh, the other are really high. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Mm. Um, is um, th- That's... It's very... It's going to be interesting to see how the team adapt to that because they've played yeah. in, in, in Bielsa's way for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they are really defined by it as footballers. Yeah. I mean, they're in a relegation scrap and, as you say, they need to, he needs to hit the ground running because we're into March now, which seems pretty mad. Uh, games are coming thick and fast and this is a, this is an important game against um, Leicester City. What did you think of the comments that um, the Right Honourable Richard Keyes and Andy Gray made when they said that Leeds should have, should have hired Sam Allardyce? <laughs> Just... <sighs> Okay, um, James Madison. Let's turn our attentions to Leicester City. He said that Leicester are, are, are unfortunate as they're going into this game blind, uh, but said it's still going to be played on grass with two goals at each side. So we'll be looking to go and get three points definitely. Yeah, because he's American, though the post will be elongated and kick it <laughs> yeah. through, and then they're going to have a hoedown at half time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is Calvin Phillips going to be a literal quarterback yeah. if he's Ooh. not injured? Yeah, uh, which I th- still think he is. You know, um, but I, it's, and everything's going to be in Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Leicester obviously uh, uh, won um, the other day against uh, Burnley looking to build on this uh, personally I can't really see past a Leicester City win no I agree yeah. they need it as well don't they and with Jamie Vardy back yeah Jamie Vardy's back Madison's in form Leeds still working out a new system yeah and you know Jamie Vardy will be aware that Leeds are still working out a new system yeah it's like he'll be running past players going ooh do you follow me or don't you ooh what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> absolute prick How's ja- and also, you learn the system yet doesn't look like it <laughs> but also Vardy if and when he scores against Leeds is he going to do some like disrespectful celebration to the fact that they've yeah. lost their beloved manager on a bucket or something <laughs> they kick <laughs> <laughs> exactly. they will or like the, the lips trembling he did for Burnley yeah. will he do that to the Leeds no he, he will kick the bucket won't yeah, he? yeah 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 yeah. not literally no not, not figuratively no, literally yeah he will literally <laughs> kick the bucket yeah yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, an intriguing game awaits us there. Um, I think it's the, the the first game on Saturday. So, so there we are. Um, on Saturday at three o'clock, an important one down the bottom end of the table as well. Uh, Norwich versus Brentford. 
must win for Norwich to keep in touching distance. Although Brentford themselves they haven't won in nine matches and they've only picked up eight points from the last 42 available. Vish, at the start of the season when there was a lot of chat around Brentford and you started going on about it, from West London, um, you know, you were loving I'm Brentford. not from West London anymore, am I? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what do you think of, of Brentford and why have your sort of, uh, you know, makeshift team, um, not makeshift team, your sort of, your, your adopted team done so badly of late? Um, I don't really know. I think it'd be easy to say that they've been found out a little bit, but I think they've... There were, there were some issues before that have just become um, ex- not exaggerated, but I think I feel like more people. Well, certainly they feel less comfortable. I feel like they had a bit of momentum coming to the start of the, start of the season, mm-hmm. and they certainly had a lot more confidence. And you know, when they went through that run a couple of months ago, where they basically started falling into mm. the bottom half of the table. Mm. You thought it was terminal. Even some of the results within that mm. that were positive, like when they beat Everton at the community stadium, mm-hmm. that was off the back of Everton being pretty poor. Do you think they were they, they you sometimes get a side, don't you, that come up and uh, the the fans really get behind the team in in a way that really sort of probably helps them, and they're full of confidence, they're full of um, good vibes, and you know, we saw that with uh, with Phil Brown's Hull mm. for for a while for a certain part of the season, if you remember back then. And actually, as you say, when they get, maybe not found out, but that can only go so much. You do need a bit of quality. You do need a little bit more thought behind it. And when that begins to win, what then have you got to fall back on? Because at the moment, they're really relying on other teams being a bit rubbisher. I saw them at the Emirates a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And for most of the game, they didn't even really appear to be trying to score. And that seems at odds with a lot of uh, uh, how their style was earlier mm. on in the season. So yeah. I don't know if they've lost a little bit of confidence or, or they've... They've had a few injuries to, as well. Well, yeah, yeah. And Tony was missing as well, which is yeah. obviously pretty huge. So I don't know whether they're maybe trying to manage games in a different way, but they look... They look a different prospect now, don't they? They're, yeah. they're, something's changed about them. Yeah, they're not they're not scoring many and they're conceding too many, which is a recipe for disaster, of course. But, they, I mean, they are currently above Leeds, Everton um, and obviously Burnley, Watford and, and Norwich City, although... Uh, they all have games in hand on them, don't they? Even the two teams above them, I think? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. They've played 27 and, um, I mean, Leeds have played 26. And as of Norwich and, and, and Watford, um, but it is, I mean, if, if they win... Uh, against Norwich, I mean, you know, that is quite damning for Norwich because you know Everton in seventeenth on twenty-two points, five above Norwich uh, with with two games in hand on them. That 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 is getting quite uh, difficult indeed. Um, Delia Smith is of course the uh, the the person in charge of of Norwich City. Did you see that um, she admitted this week that her famous halftime outburst on the pitch at Carrow Road was a mistake that time? Yes, you remember she's finally admitted this. Mm. Did she have to admit it? Did no. we not just assume it was? <laughs> I sort of love it though. Yeah, you know what I mean, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't feel, think any ill of Delia for that. I think no, it's great. I don't as well. I think it gave her a lot of. She said, "I forgot that Sky Television was there, so I went down to the perimeter and I just said, can you get something on the board to say?'" or sing you guys because the crowd was just sitting there like a, like little mice. <laughs> there wasn't time, so they gave me a microphone and said, "Go on and say it." So I did. <laughs> and I think fair enough. She was just being passionate. Oh. Fair enough, Jim. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was just a bit of banter. Yes, that's all it was. Um, maybe she needs to to get the crowd going again for this home game against Brentford mm. because it is, it's, a, it's a huge one for them. Well, how do you see it going then, Vish? I mean, Brentford should be favourites for this one, but then, uh, well, yeah, what do you reckon? I think I worry that from what we've just said, um, <clears throat> Brentford will come into this and be a little bit too defensive. And Norwich, at, at this stage now, where they're just going to be 
you know, on the back foot swinging punches mm. all the way through. Yeah. Because it does feel like this is, for a team that finish that, that are bottom right now at this stage of the season, mm. I haven't quite looked through previous seasons, but it feels like more teams are in reach, that it is less of a, a lost cause than it usually would be when they're only kind of 12 games to go. Yeah. You know, so what, they're five points off... Um, you know they've also played 26 games they're five points off safety they need to kind of do something now they need to go at someone and Brentford seemed the perfect team for that especially at home yeah. I feel like this is the game that, that ultimately is going to seal Norwich's relegation yeah. or, or rather all but seal Norwich's relegation mm-hmm. so for that reason I can I can definitely see them getting a result at the same time a draw helps absolutely no one yeah I know what you mean <laughs> so they both should go for it okay go for it for crying out loud alright well, well all eyes will be on that one at three o'clock on Saturday okay boys let's have a break One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. There's more to Irish history than St. Patrick. And Shane Todd and Hazel Hayes are here to tell you all about it on We're Not Fucking Historians, the Irish history podcast with a few facts and plenty of crack, like the legendary Irish warrior Cúchulainn. Some sources say he killed a dog by driving a hurling stone down its throat. Now, he's six. Hazel, (laughs) did someone say the naughty step? Jesus, someone, someone went to bed without supper, didn't they? <laughs> someone called Super Nanny because he's at it again. <laughs> or Ned Kelly, Australia's infamous Irish-born bush ranger. Punishment was imprisonment with or without hard labour. 
I'd, I'd prefer without. If possible. Yeah. If it's going. Do you, have, do you have any without hard labour? Yeah. Can I have the without labour substitute, please? Can, can, I I get, I, can I get the hard labour on the side? Can I get almond um, <laughs> instead of hard labour, please? Search We're Not Historians. That's We're Not Historians in your favourite podcast app for weekly episodes every Tuesday. Let's see what these people have said about it. Amazing. The Times. <laughs> Whoa. New York Times. A lot of times. <laughs> Great Hazel herself. We're not fucking historians is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. I see it different uh, the way I see it, and I stand by that, and I'm very comfortable and confident in saying what I have to say. Who would you bring in? I don't know. Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway, everybody. It's time for emails. An email from Martin. Um, this is on the subject of nicknames that we spoke about yesterday. Some Celtic fans referred to James Forrest in his pomp as Near Nick Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> Due to his unfortunate looking shape that resembles someone who's left their colour hanger in their shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that is lovely, that. It Near is Nick lovely. Neymar, Near Neck yeah. Neymar. It's perfect. Um, Anonymous has been in touch. Oh, I no. Again, Why are they always emailing They are emailing <laughs> me a lot, aren't they? I, again, I don't believe this is the... Um, Shady bedroom activists. Uh, I think this is just Jimmy. We didn't see you at the last meeting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they say I am writing this in support. Of, we are Legion. I am writing this in support of listener Benjamin from Wednesday's pep talk. I am also a massive football fan living in Halifax, Canada. Oh, However, hello. unfortunately, due to the random team selector on FIFA 2000, I support Tottenham Hotspur. Mm. I currently have a season ticket to the Halifax Wanderers in the kitchen, the supporters end, and can confirm listener Benjamin's analysis that the main supporters group called the Privateers, <laughs> uh, which is fantastic. Fantastic. It's while enthusiastic, quite shit, to put it nicely. Benjamin forgot some of the classic chants, such as, insert team name, is shit, and MLS team rejects. As much as I would love to continue to go in two-footed on the supporters group, I must pull out, as I currently work in the soccer scene in Canada and have likely already expressed too much. I would like to extend a hand and a pint to listener Benjamin and his plight for a less embarrassing supporters group. Should he wish to take on the privateer's unwittiness, he need only to find us in section, section 110 during the first match of the season. Look for those below the denim goths. Yes, it's as bad as it sounds. This is amazing. It is. Got some espionage going on. I know. the football ramble. Yeah, hopefully there's not a big sort of punch-up because, you know, we've then enabled it. Yes, spy stuff going on. <laughs> if there is a punch-up, do email in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And this will be straight there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, we, we don't want that. But I, th- that is, uh, this is, I, we are intrigued to see how this develops. Yes. It will be a lovely old time and, uh, and we want to know. We want to know. Show at footballramble.com or tweet this at football. Ramble. Now then, back to the Premier League. Sunday, 4.30pm GMT. It's the Manchester Derby. Manchester City versus Manchester United. Manchester United, they have beaten Manchester City on their last three visits to the Etihad, Vish. Is it going to be a fourth? Bloody right it is, yeah. Bloody right it is. I'm feeling... 
No, I'm not. Um, I don't, no, I don't think so. I think this is going to be a real test of Ralph's system. Certainly, this is the first time that we'll probably go into a game and have to seed more of the ball. Yeah, maybe. Mm. And mean, also, yeah, just generally be a bit more defensive, defensively robust, mm-hmm. which we have not been. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if Ollie was in charge, he'd be more confident, presumably, because his record was pretty good at the end. Well, when Ollie played... Manchester City, or rather when he managed United against Manchester City, he'd mm-hmm. basically split the team up into like a back eight and then a front three. Yep. F- Bruno Fernandes being one of those mm. front three who would just play the ball. Clearly no, no, wasn't it the worst idea. Was, it absolutely wasn't the worst idea. Mm. So I'm interested to see how actually with more structure, Ralph Rangnick and obviously the players adjust to this. And and I suppose what it, what it looks like, because we hear a lot about pressing and things like that. I feel like against a team like Man City who shift the ball so quickly. Mm-hmm. And we can include Liverpool in that as well. That's really hard. Mm, <laughs> it is. Well, I find this quite intriguing. It, it's the first time since Rangnick took over that he'll have faced one of the sort of traditional top six sides since taking over in December. Yeah. Which I find it's quite remarkable, really. And he's had a bit of shtick since then. More of stick rather than shtick. <laughs> he hasn't had any Patrick shtick. Um, Manchester United are fourth in the league, lest we forget. Although Arsenal have got a few games in hand on them, as uh, do Tottenham, so I, I'm I, I'm intrigued how to see how to see how this goes yeah. because it wouldn't be the most ridiculous thing for Manchester United, who are not playing very well, a bit like under Solskjaer, they go into a game like this and actually yeah. play well and get some sort of result. As you say, though, Solskjaer had a good record against Man City, so he's probably knocking about in the canteen anyway, isn't he? <laughs> Just like doing some work on his laptop or whatever. So maybe they could just get some tips off him for how to do it. I think that's how it works now at Manchester United. Um, <laughs> we shall we shall see. Uh, they have faced West Ham, by the way. Um, yeah, the, the yeah they're the only, they're they're the the traditional only top six. Of, yeah. That is yeah. what we were saying. Uh, important news this week. Cristiano Ronaldo live-streamed himself on Instagram having a shower in his back garden. Weird prick. <laughs> <laughs> just is, isn't he? Yeah. Prick, do you think? Yeah, like those, those, you get those people that are sort of like classically handsome, traditionally mm. good looking in some way, like very, very fit, sporty, but something about them that is just a bit lame. So, what don't do you, you like about Vish then? <laughs> <laughs> the company keeps. Oh, yeah. Well, us. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Why uh, would you? I mean, having a shower in your garden is quite cool, I think, especially if you live in a hot country. That's quite a nice thing. Yeah. It was in Manchester, the area, presumably. <laughs> Or did he did he fly home to do it? In, like, in Portugal or wherever he, he went home to get it. Um <laughs> But the why would yeah, why would you put it live? It's so strange, isn't it? Didn't he do that in a sauna as well for seventy five minutes once? <laughs> Just like live streamed himself in the sauna. He's not even doing anything in these situations. I mean there he's, is he's a probably it's showing off his, his toned body, isn't there's it? There's a surely? level of there's a level of confidence. Although I would say there's a level of confidence and also a level of insecurity that kind of come yeah. together in perfect well, harmony with narcissism. How many people yeah, there you go. how many people were watching a term me sweat? Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. It was something like seven hundred and fifty thousand people, wasn't it? Watching it some what crazy amount. In the, yeah. oh. mm. Well, you know, good luck to him. The best. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what to say yeah, to any of that. The like, best of British luck to him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the thing of like, I'm sad that you need to do that mm. or you feel compelled to do that. Mm. But well, the, the thing is, I, the, I find the it very best. But I find it a bit disrespectful because I would go as far to say the vast majority of of output on Instagram is is modest. It's humble. 
It's not yes, to do it to do with this, you yes. know. And I think yes. he's disrespected the platform, quite mm. frankly. Mm, that is true. There we are, but we should move on uh, from that. Um, apparently, Manchester United players have been questioning why uh, Ralph Rangnick keeps selecting Harry Maguire, as they believe his performances are not in keeping with the club's standards. Been I mean, they're absolutely in keeping with the club's standards right now. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's the consistency. Maguire's come in for a lot of uh, uh, criticism and... yes. People questioning his authority and all that kind of stuff. He's become a bit of a lightning rod for the wider problems at Man United. He has. He? I think I feel sorry for him. Mm. I think a lot of it's perhaps unwarranted. He, he, you know, he's certainly had better periods of form. But the problem with Maguire, and you've touched on this in the, on, in the past, Vish, is that there's this aesthetic judgment of him that because he he stands out because he's just quite quite big and he has that aesthetic of a sort of. He he looks like a player from from the lower divisions more than like an elite level player. Yeah. Although he's done plenty enough to to, to show that he, he is exactly where he belongs. He looks like the uh, rather than having a shower in his garden, he looks like he will have a bath in his garden. Yeah, absolutely, and an outside toilet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it it just becomes it it very quickly becomes a pylon, doesn't it, on Maguire? Mm. It seems to be happening again. Well, and also because the, the big looks, the big transfer fee as well. Yeah, 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 there is that, and also when he when he plays poorly, and to be fair, he has played poorly. He's also played, you know, with poor players in front of him. Well, we're not saying that's not work. We're not saying he hasn't played poorly. We're saying that a lot of them have, you know. But yeah. as you say he seems to be the lightning rod. But, but also, yeah, because he stands out when he plays badly. Not least yeah. because he's, you know, the last line of defence. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, always his mistakes carry that great. Uh, mm. You know, they're great to jeopardy, don't they? So, um, and and yeah, sometimes he looks very cumbersome. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been it's been a bit harsh, and I think it's easy. You know, I, I can't imagine that anyone. I, I don't know that that any other player in that squad should be pulling on that not up to United's usual standards thread because I think they'll all unravel. Yes, yeah, I think that that the idea of United standards is is an interesting one, isn't it? Because Rangnick coming in, I suppose the idea was to sort of steady the ship, get an interim in to to make it a bit of a calmer period. But a club as big as Man United, it's basically impossible, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's never going to be calm. It's it's all everything's always going to be blown up because the expectations are so high and understandably so. And I think we're just seeing that in action. Yeah. The good news for Harry Maguire is at the end of the month, international break. Come yeah. back to England, pal, where you're respected mm. and where you play. Score a well. towering header. That's the <laughs> stuff. That is the stuff. Um, there are other rumours swirling around Manchester United after director John Murto confirmed that a thorough search for a new manager was underway this week. Eric Ten Hag has reportedly started taking English lessons in preparations mm. for the talks. But he, but he speaks English. Yes, but he wants to maybe get a bit of a Mancunian accent. Right, that's it. I assume yeah. that's what what they mean. Um, Let's make United shine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Times have reported that Carlo Ancelotti has emerged as a surprise backup option if they fail to land one of their main targets. I can't see that working out. Can you? It seems. I can see it happening. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, same. A- absolutely the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's just ma- he's managed Real Madrid. Is exactly. That, have you been yeah. paying attention to yeah. any of this? Yeah, you got to remember it won't happen until the end of the season, right? And, and you know, yes, he is at Real Madrid. It's Real Madrid, though. So unless he wins the quadruple, which I don't think even is possible, right? Well, they don't have a quadruple. It would be the treble or whatever. You know what their standards are like. So he may well be free in the summer. We shall see. Uh, I mean, clearly when they talk about um, their main targets, Pochettino's always being mentioned and, and Ten Hag and so on and so forth. I'd like to chuck in Fizzer as well. But um, what would you, I mean, Vish, what do you make of all this? That's the big question. What are your thoughts on this? 
In terms of like who I'd like as the next Manchester United manager, answer it as you as you see fitting. I just think it's, and to be fair, I think Manchester United have had this coming, this period of of constant rumor, um, you know, constant briefing, and and so many clearly so many different visions that are coming out of the club. Mm. You know, I think some some of the stories are naturally overreaching, but you know. I would say they all come from a place. Well, I mean, their origins come from the club. Whether they're just idle discussions that are taken too seriously outside, or you know, certainly a lack of direction within the club. And I know which one. You know, both are absolutely plausible. Both may also be true as well. Mm. Um, I mean, Pochettino seems like the first choice. Ten Hag. Those are the two people that they should focus their energy on. The issue is, though, as we've seen with United in the past, whether it comes to transfers or people in administration roles. Neither of them know the club. (laughs) They don't. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But carry on. You were going to say something. But, you know, you're in a situation where, like, they they need to outline their first choice and second choice. I don't think they have that. Right. And and that's the thing that worries me a bit, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Well, let's turn our attention to Manchester City, if we will in a way. Um, Mario Balotelli uh, was talking this week and he said the biggest career regret of his was leaving Manchester City in 2013. He said he could have been there like Sergio Aguero for a long, long time. And uh, he asked about uh, his level at that time and he said, you cannot compare yourself to Messi and Ronaldo. Nobody can. But if we're talking about only football quality, I have nothing to be jealous of them. To be honest, I am 100% sure that my quality is the same level. One can forget, Jim, what a phenomenal player that he was. He was a brilliant footballer, yeah. It's easy to kind of look back on that and scoff a little bit. And of course, like, he he wasn't at that level. But that doesn't mean he wasn't at an exceptionally high level. He yes. was, for he, sure. No, you, I wonder if in that, in that case, that level of self-belief is actually a bit harmful because mm. it stops you perhaps honing certain things and, and, in, and appreciating training. where you are. Yeah, yeah sure. Which sounds like, in retrospect, he he has understood. Yeah. Um, there's a really interesting um, interview with it with um, Nedim Manoa uh, mm. uh, in the Athletic, um, where he talks about how Balotelli seems like a completely different person, a lot more level-headed and mm-hmm. just a lot calmer. And it's, it's nice to hear. Yeah, it is. It is. So uh, with Manchester City, though, obviously they're firm favourites for this one. After his goal in the uh, FA Cup, we're going to see Jack Grealish. Do you think start? I mean, trying to predict. The Manchester City starting eleven is quite tricky at the best of yeah. times. Other than say, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, maybe and yes. Edison. But I, would you like to see old Jack? I G would in like there? to see old Jack Grealish in there because, uh, well, I enjoy watching him. He's one of the most fun players in the Premier League. But actually, given that the that Man United's defence um, has been under a lot of scrutiny, and there does seem to be a little bit of disharmony there, Grealish is a player who can do something really unexpected, mm-hmm. and that m- may perhaps go to their advantage. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see, gentlemen. On Sunday, before this one, it's Watford hosting Arsenal. Watford, of course, uh, coming off the back of a nil-nil draw at Old Trafford. Uh, Roy Hodgson said that it wasn't rocket science as such to get that point. <laughs> I don't think it was. There was an awful lot of luck involved at times, but they got it. <laughs> I did think to myself, when I saw the result, I thought, ah, another defensive masterclass from Roy, two back to four. I yeah. saw the highlights, I was like, oh! <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, by yeah. luck rather than judgment. Um, but they've picked up five points in six games since Hodgson took charge, which is not fantastic, but it's not bad considering. I mean, it was okay. Yeah. Um, Martin O'Neill said this week that Roy gives hope for all football's older generation of managers uh, O'Neill himself turns 70 next Tuesday um, speaking of Martin O'Neill he's looking to get back into management but he yeah. confesses he hasn't applied for any jobs 
a lot of mixed mixed signals from O'Neill. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. Isn't what, what, sorry, Martin. What, what does he want to be courted? He wants to be courted. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He misses think, those days. I think yeah. that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, but Watford at home to Arsenal, Jim. Mm-hmm. Arsenal going well. They need to catch Manchester United in fourth spot. Yes. These are the games they need to put away. Absolutely. And also, I mean, it's it's been put forward many times as a positive that Arsenal just have the league to concentrate on. And there's certainly something to be said for that because it keeps your squad fresh. But the, the, the worry is complacency. You haven't played in ages, but obviously I think Mikel Arteta is very good at managing that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I. I'm, every football fan goes into every game worrying about about their team and I look at, look at this and think could we slip up here but um, I think the key thing is just maintaining focus yes. um, and also you know Watford they are going to be a different proposition under, under Roy Hodgson they're going to be tough to break mm-hmm. down um, and that is that's a different challenge from, from a team who were a little bit wayward before so we'll see very much so Vish Manchester obviously are in fourth spot who, who are the team that you worry most about them taking that place obviously West Ham uh, are in the Arsenal and Spurs, Wolves, points-wise, they're, they're still in with the shout, but after sort of recent losses, uh, people might think not. But who would you worry about the most? Would it be Arsenal? I think it, I think it is Arsenal, actually, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Spurs are a bit Jekyll and Hyde. Arsenal seem to be in a much better headspace as well. Well, that being said, you know, depending on... So what? They're three. So Arsenal are two points behind Manchester United at the moment. Three that's, games in hand. That's that correct, means so. Yeah. Like so, for that reason, obviously they, you know, they don't necessarily need to win all those games mm. in hand to overcome United. And so, yeah, I, I'd say that's them. And I feel like if you told me that at the start of the season, or certainly in the first couple of months of the season, I wouldn't necessarily be that worried. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like United just need to get their act together much quicker because. Yeah. I don't know, like it feels, I, I feel like I should say that there might be another slip up for Arsenal, but as as Jim alluded to, because it's just the league mm-hmm. and also because Arteta seems to have a much better grasp on the top and bottom of the squad, mm. players come in and performing, you know, from, you know, from the periphery and it feels like a, everything's a lot more in sync. And for, so for that reason, I'm, I'm a little bit more worried. Yeah. Yeah. My, my concerns are the situation with the, the you know, the striking position being essentially pretty ineffective any injury is going to hit Arsenal quite hard because the squad's very small after January and also there's, there's still a question mark over essentially how how they perform against the the big teams you know they, obviously the the team that started against Man City in, at the beginning of the season is completely different from the team that's there now but they took a battering and they were battered at Anfield as well and it was you know it was a better battering but it was it was <laughs> still a battering so that that is something Arsenal need to address in their remaining sort of big games as well so it's uh, it's it's all up in the air it's all up in the air as it tends but to it's, be but it's it's nice it's fun it is and you're enjoying yourself I really am uh-huh. Well, let's see uh, if we are going to enjoy ourselves in Betways 4 to score this weekend. Entry to Betways 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betways 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game 1, Liverpool versus West Ham, Saturday at 5.30. Jim, who have you picked? I've gone for Diogo Jota. Because I think he's really good. That's a fair one. It's not complicated. No, he's been out for a little bit, but uh, that won't stop him from scoring goals. Game two, Watford versus Arsenal, Sunday at 2pm. Vish, who have you gone for? I've gone for Emil Smith-Rowe. Oh, yeah. Magic, you know. I was thinking of Lacazette, and I thought, no, Smith-Rowe, actually. Okay. Probably set up by Lacazette. Yeah, like in, your, like in your thinking, pal. Game three, Manchester City versus Manchester United, Sunday at 430 Kate Mason had this to say. 
All right, you guys. Yes, I've got the Manchester Derby. And uh, I know everyone always complains so much about having to pick a Manchester City player because no one ever knows who's going to start. So I'm going to go rogue and pick someone from United. Um, because City have been a bit weird lately. They even lost to Spurs. I don't know if you've heard. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Brussels boy Bruno Fernandes. There we are. Bruno Fernandes she's gone for. Game four, Spurs versus Everton, Monday at 8pm. I have picked Hyungmin Son. Hyungmin Son. So there we are. There are our picks. Game one, Liverpool versus West Ham. Jim has gone for Diogo Jota. Game two, Watford versus Arsenal. Vish has picked Emile Smith-Rowe. Game three, Manchester City versus Manchester United. Kate has picked Bruno Fernandes. And game four, Spurs versus Everton. I have gone for Hyungmin Song. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. You can play for free at betway.com forward slash four to score further T's and C's apply. You've got to be over 18 to, to, to get involved and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Right, Jim, what's it now time for? It's time for this. Oh, God, <laughs> it's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. Here we are. It's Jim's game. Marcus has started with the mind games already, just flexing his <laughs> muscles. <laughs> In, what is, in what the is hot Jim's seat over there. Game? What mockery this has become. Yeah, it's Jim. just it's a game, isn't it? And it's again, yeah, just right. undermining it. I'm looking, oh, I don't care about winning. I know what you feel like. <laughs> it's hard. The game is hard. I'm looking forward to Jim's game. I'm looking forward to watching it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And and Is it players? Uh, it is players, yes. Right, okay. so, don't worry, it's not Marcus's you know. game. I know you like that. <laughs> Look, you are giggly today, Marcus yeah. Yeah. So It's in yeah. a weird little mood. You know, we know the rules, don't we? I'm we going to name some players mm. um, and then one of you are going to have to tell me how many clubs that they have played for uh, that you can name and mm. then uh, it's the best of five and then at the end of the day someone goes home demoralised <laughs> for the entire week <laughs> and someone has a brilliant weekend. That's true. Yeah, it yeah. is. So, um, who's up first? Well, it's it's a top of the table clash according to uh, Jimmy to the B. So it's a table. So where's the belt gone? Uh, that's I think that's more like the cup, isn't it? The lineal championship. Right. Okay. <laughs> so so um, Kate is currently the lineal champion. Well, I thought it was Luke Moore who was the lineal champion because Luke beat Kate, didn't he? And so and then went on holiday. Um, uh, much to his amusement, <laughs> it, it, it is. Uh, yes, I've just seen yeah, an update yeah, yeah. in the in the uh, running order. It is indeed Luke. Um, so bad luck, Kate. Uh, so that means Vish is up first. Oh, so um, what a man. So <laughs> <laughs> this player has played for five clubs. Um, one of them twice. That's irrelevant. Yeah, I was going to say you're not meant to say things. Don't, like let, that. don't let me get in your head. Um, <laughs> so that player, Vish, is Andy Johnson. Andy Johnson. Played for five clubs. What are you going to give me? Sheet. Sheet. Five clubs. Andy Johnson. Andy Andrew Johnson or Andrew Andy Johnson, whatever way you want to, whatever way you want to put it. What am I I hearing? Oh, I'll start with two. Two. Marcus, can you better two? It's a tough one. Four. Four. Mm. Four clubs. Because I think if I... Big talk. Well, I just, I want to... Kick him into touch. Yeah, you want to get <laughs> yeah. a big, big hit in early. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. All right, let's do it. Well, so. Vish might go five. Yeah, no, do you want to go five? Do four? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Marcus, Andy Johnson, four clubs. Let's hear him. Fulham. Oh, no. Correct. Crystal Palace. Correct. Everton. Correct. And this is the one Birmingham City. 
Correct. Yeah. Come on. One nil speller. Come Fulham. on. Fulham, Fulham. Yeah. The few, quite, even I've failed to get Fulham played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Everyone's played for Fulham. It's a, is there an interesting little one? L- listening at home, you've probably played for Fulham. You just. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just everyone's been there. It's a lovely old time. <laughs> Reminds me of that lovely day out. That Bill Bailey gag where he goes, woman kept chasing me around the supermarket the other day saying, you were in that band Hawkwind. Turns out I was. (laughs) (laughs) So, Marcus, you're up next. Yes. Um, We got another player, a different player. Oh, so, Can we not do the same one? <laughs> no, we can't. We can't. I'm Who afraid. was the fifth club he played for? Uh, the, sorry, yeah, the fifth club he plays for was, of course, Queens Park Rangers. Oh, uh, yeah! Again! <laughs> West London. West London Smashing, vibes. Yeah. Uh, Another yeah. one of your teams. <laughs> so, Marcus. Yes, 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 yes. This next player has played for six clubs. Ooh. His name is Luca Dina. Oh, it's oh, a tough one. It is a tough bloody one. Bloody hell. Six clubs. <sighs> This is so frustrating because you go, was it that? No, 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 no. But that's the game, isn't it? It Jim? is. Yeah. I'm just literally saying what we tell you every week. Exactly. Yeah. Me, me, me. That's yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. That is me. That yeah. was you parodying yourself, but I'm going to need an answer soon. Two. Two clubs. Two clubs for Luca Dean. Played for six clubs. Vish, can you do more than two? Yeah, I can do three. Oh, can you go four, Speller? I can't, and I've, I've, I've just got a mind blank, so far away. Okay, Vish, Vish hit us. Barcelona. Correct. Everton. Also correct. They were my two. <laughs> and Aston Villa. Yeah. Oh, Villa, yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, he played for, for six clubs. He started at Lille, then went to Paris Saint-Germain, uh, went on on loan to Roma, played for Barcelona after that, then to Everton, and then to Aston Villa. So that is 1-1. One, one. I knew there was another English club I couldn't quite do. One all. Vish, you are up next. How are you feeling? Feeling all right. Feeling all right. It's all you need. <laughs> all you need. So, this player has played for eight clubs. He is Deco. Oh, naughty. My pen is fucked. Oh, the mind games. There's another pen over there. There you go. Um, so, shit, what are you giving right. us? Eight clubs for Deco. Oh, Jesus. Deco. 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 In my head, that, that word is just doing the same thing as well, yeah. Mm. Need an answer very soon. Come on, Vish. Gonna do four. Four clubs for Deco. Can you do more than four? No, I cannot. You cannot. So yeah, I think that's an that's an amazing. I thought that was attempt. I, yeah, yeah, there's a strong bid. So let let's hear them, Vish. Deco, eight clubs. Porto. Correct. Barcelona. Correct. Chelsea. Yeah, I had them. Correct. This might be wrong because I don't I don't know if he played a game for them, but Benfica? He did not play a game yeah. for them. Do you know what I thought that I thought Benfica and I remembered all Did he yeah. play for Fluminense? He did, but yeah. it's too late, uh, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. Too late. I had those three and I thought I'll I'll gamble on a Brazilian club. Yeah. Um, shitting shitting bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> It's annoying, isn't it? Oh. This is annoying. Yes. Bloody VAR, eh? Um, so, Marcus, yes. you're up. Oh, yeah, so I am. What yeah. his other clubs? Fluminense? Sorry, his other clubs. So, he started at Corinthians. Uh, Corinthians. He made one cup appearance for CSA, then did not play for Benfica, uh, then went on loan to a place called Alverca, then played for a, uh, a club called Salgueros, then Porto, Barcelona, Chelsea and Fluminense. So. I feel I've, I've got away with that there. You were very unlucky. That's that's on a technicality there. Mm. 
So it, you're up now, Marcus. I'm, I'm up, baby. It is your chance to win. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, yeah, yeah it comes around quickly, it doesn't does, it? it does. Life comes at you fast. Um, <laughs> so this player has played for nine clubs. <laughs> nine clubs. One of those pricks that couldn't just make a decision and stick to it. <laughs> Hated yeah, by yeah, everyone who absolutely. played with. He is Nigel Rio Coca. Oh, bloody hell. Fire. Nine clubs. Piss off, Jim. <laughs> <sighs> what are you going to give me? As Luke Moore would say, shit in your hat and punch it. <laughs> Nine. Three. Three clubs. Four. Four? You're going to yeah. go for, Vish, you're going to go four. Marcus, are we going to hit five for Nigel Rio Coca for the chance to win? No. No. No, you're not. Oh, it is tense. I mean, here. Vish sounded very confident there, but I'm not confident with four. Okay, so. Or five, four right, clubs, right, right, four right. clubs, fish. You, you ready to go? Yeah. Four clubs and Nigel Rio Coca. Let's hear them. It's coming out swinging. Wimbledon. Correct. West Ham. Correct. Aston Villa. Correct. Portsmouth. Play the jingle, Jim. <laughs> Marcus Spellaway. Yeah. <laughs> take it, take it, take it. Portsmouth. Yeah, he did not. Sunderland? I see where you went for No So he played for Wimbledon West Ham Aston Villa Bolton Wanderers Ipswich Bolton. Town Bolton Vancouver Whitecaps That was the one I couldn't remember Chivas USA Montreal Bolton. Impact Start And he was at MK Dons But he never played there So We've got one player left We're still going to do it uh, By the way I've got away Very likely that. <laughs> You have I've got you away have. With a Decker one I, I, That's a bit of a smash and grab Yeah But you know This is how the game works The game is game a works. cruel game yeah. That cares for nothing so, <laughs> in the words of Joseph Radio, he can go home with a match ball, but I can go home with the three points. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, so, it's, you're up now, aren't you, Vish? Yeah. I sort of lost track of it a little bit. So, this player has played for seven clubs. His name is Barry Bannon. What oh, you bloody Nora, I forgot about him. <laughs> when you said that, Barry I was like, is that, a, is that like one of the superheroes' normal name? <laughs> Barry Bannon. Actually, the one of the... One of the characters who was the Flash was called Barry Allen, so very nearly. Oh, there we are. Yeah. Um, he Bruce said, Banner, was he like, one? Well, like one of those cool guys. Um, <laughs> I'm really glad that I've won this already. Yeah. Seven <laughs> you, clubs. You can't even remember him, can you? Two. So, two. Two clubs for Barry Bannon. Yeah, that's all, okay. I've, that's all I had. I definitely have one. Are you going to make him name two, or are you going to try and, try and get the win? I think it's... No, I've already got the win, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, but you're going to try and really, you know... I think it's worked so far. I'd, li- I'd like to see t- these two. Yeah, you're, abso- you're absolutely sniding it today, aren't you? <laughs> like Wesley Snyder. I got my Andy Johnson, and that was that. You, you, that's you, all you I needed. Did. All right, so two clubs then, Fish, for Barry Bannon. Let's name them. I'm, I'm, two. Two of seven. <laughs> I, mean, I know it's easy for me to say. But for I just, I'm struggling to... I, I think I've got three, but I, I have to okay, play can you wait, go, go three then. Try and, you Sheffield know. Wednesday. Okay. Uh, let's have a butcher's look at that. Uh, <laughs> butcher's look at that. Correct. Yeah. Aston Villa. Yeah, that was also correct. Yeah, so they were the two I had. Yeah. And you, you said a third? You no, yeah, no third? I said I'm doing two. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, all right, okay, yes. Yeah, oh, so he, he wants his muggy little consolation. He does want his muggy little consolation, yeah. <laughs> Three, some, two, well, I had tapping black, at the I had end. Black, I had Blackburn as well. Did he play for Blackburn? He did not play for Blackburn. Ooh, so he played play for Blackburn? Aston Villa, Derby County, Blackpool, Leeds United, Crystal Palace, Bolton Wanderers and Palace. Sheffield Wednesday. I do actually remember Palace, yeah. Oh, there we are. What a shower that was. <laughs> It, 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 it's go, it's a 3-2 victory for me. Um, so there we are, everybody. Um, 
The key is in the lock. I've bloody well turned it. The weekend is here, everybody. Follow us up the hill to fun times. <laughs> Quit your job, burn your clothes and follow us. Why burn your clothes? Because we're going feral, Marcus. Where we're going, weekend. we don't need clothes. <laughs> oh, we're going back to that bar, are we? Excellent. Well, we'll see you in there, everybody. Uh, Marvellous stuff. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Have a lovely time watching those footballs. Enjoy the Manchester Derby. Uh, but until then, thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you for doing that, Raja. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you very, very soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.